Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets. Each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. Do I have shame around righteousness? Let's talk about scrupulosity with Brandon Patrick. He is my guest today and (laughs) my co-host of four years over on the Betrayed the Addicted Expert. He is an expert and has helped thousands through their own addiction recovery and after betrayal. So he's the guy to go to. He's actually, I didn't even mention this before. You have your own podcast as well. So we're on the betrayed, the addicted expert and you're yeah. Real talk recovery with the therapy brothers. That's my podcast. So find us over there. Yes. It's super interesting brothers who are both therapists. And so it's always a good discussion and you have guests on, um, who are just listeners, which is actually really fun. So definitely go take a listen and subscribe to that. Um, okay. Brandon, this is a, a topic that has affected me my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know there was a word for it, but I definitely have felt it for a long time. So let me just, um, tell a quick, okay. Where, where this all came from. So I remember when I was probably nine years old, sitting in a church meeting and seeing an adult, you know, speaking to the crowd. And I felt like he was looking directly at me and he was talking about fornication and adultery. And my little brain at nine years old was saying, I hope he doesn't think I've done those things. Like I'm not guilty. And if I keep eye contact, he'll know I'm not guilty. He'll know that I'm good. And if I look away, Mm. he'll think I'm guilty because a guilty person will look away. Interesting. So I remember that first memory so uh, strongly. And so, you know, it showed up in my life of right and wrong. I have a very, um, I I would say I'm much more open-minded now, but I have been a very black and white thinker for most of my life. So probably two months ago, I was in a parking lot right down the road from my house by the lake. And my mom was with me and I see a policeman parked just around the corner of the parking lot. And I, I said, Oh mom, are we not supposed to be here? Cause there's a policeman right there. And she looked at me and she's like, (laughs) uh, you've done this your whole life. Like interesting. You didn't didn't do anything wrong. And I'm like, what the heck? And that's when Mm -hmm. I, so then I go to my daughter's psychiatrist appointment and he's talking about OCD and the tendencies that show up with OCD. And I saw Mm -hmm. scrupulosity and it's, um, Mm -hmm. the definition, the, the, we over focus on religious righteousness, right? Yes. Yes. It's anxiety around religious righteousness, righteousness. Yes. And you and your brother did a, an excellent podcast episode, uh, with a guest follower and it just blew my mind that, okay, now I have this, I don't love labels, but it gives me a word that I can at least say this makes sense. Yeah. 
And you can say, I, I'm, I'm being scrupulous or that there's some scru scrupulosity tendencies <laughs> or whatever. Um, it's a kind of a funny word, but it's, uh, it's fascinating the stories that you're telling Ashlyn because um, I think we both, I was raised in a very highly religious, rigid, rigid system. And, um, and there was a couple of beliefs that were very much beat into my head. And they, they were this, if you're righteous, you will prosper. Mm. So if you choose the right, God will give you what, what you want. Um, and the other belief was about degrees of glory. It was, if I, if I keep the commandments, then I will earn my way to a certain degree of glory to, to heaven. Now, now, whether those beliefs are true or not, what those beliefs did do is they sent a message to me as a young child, which was my salvation and also the good things that happened to me in my life are dependent upon my righteousness. Mm -hmm. And so that was a lot of pressure. That was a lot of pressure. And I remember it as a very young child starting to take count of the things that I do. Like, oh, I remember right after I got baptized, it was like, okay, how many sins have I had yet? I want to count how many I've got here because, you know, so all, all of a sudden I'm, I'm really looking at this and, and uh, I can relate to you, Ashlyn. I, I think I told you a story. My dad swore in front of me, road rage, he swore. And I got kind of depressed for the day because I knew God was going to come punish him. And mm. I, I loved my dad and I didn't want him to get punished. Which, uh, yeah, I know. And how old were you? Oh my gosh. I was like nine or 10. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a, uh, I shared the story with you. I remember my parents, they drove a Vanagon, a VW Vanagon, and I was in the back holding a gas can because we just, you know, we're going to get gas for the lawnmower or something. My mom's driving and I didn't, I let go of the gas can in the back. So when she stopped, the gas spilled all over oh, the man. back, which no, you don't want that in your car. It's right. not good. Right. My mom, the good woman that she is said the F word and for an eight year old, no. <laughs> for an eight year old who is devout, religious, I am a good girl. I bawled and my because mom, mom said the F word. And I remember her opening the door and I was just bawling. I was not bawling because the gas spilled. I was bawling because my mom was going to hell. Yeah. I, I am not yeah. kidding. Like that is how black and white that OCD tendency of she did this thing and now she will be punished. And I was taught, you know, in my little kid classes, Sunday school classes that you know, we have to do these things. And if we don't, there is consequences. So it terrified me that my mom, yeah. and I remember her being like, my gosh, you make me feel like crap. Like I actually apologized to my mom in that two months ago when I said, she said, you've always been this way. And I said, mom, I am so sorry. I was probably a really hard kid because of this scrupulosity, because I really did believe that if you are not doing right, then you are wrong but but at the at its or, origins ashlyn is is goodness is you oh for sure want, you want to be a good person um but you kind of are using fear and control mm -hmm. to try to be good and 
and that doesn't lead to peace and happiness Mm -mm. um and so in many ways it's called righteousness but in my opinion it's it's actually condemnation in many ways because it leads you into this fear and this control over and over again um couple more stories yeah so i hear this all the time ashlyn i treat sex addiction in utah county so and sex addiction is really interesting because guys go through this cycle of white knuckle sobriety in order to be good enough in order to prove themselves and then they binge and they act Mm. out and all this stuff um but just a couple of stories i remember fishing once with with a guy and we were in Alaska all day long fishing on a boat, perfect setting. Um, we had a guide, a, a local who knows how to fish, was showing us everything. We didn't get one bite. And the guy said, you know, the old me would be sitting here thinking, we're not getting any bites today at all because I I acted out with pornography. Mm. Do, do, do you see that? Like I wow. used porn and now we're not getting fish bites from the fish. Yeah. Um, another guy, his son got sick and went to the hospital and it was really serious. They didn't know whether he was going to make it or not. And he was telling me this story and he just broke down crying as he's telling me this. And he said, I went into the other room in the hospital and I hit my knees and I prayed so hard. And I said, because he said I had masturbated the night before Mm. and I just the guilt. Oh, I know we're in this hospital right now and my son is sick and about to die because of me, because of what I did. And I promise you, God, I'll never do that again. Just spare my son's life. And can can you hear the anguish there, Ashlyn? Just the the hell? And uh, that really makes me sad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think... So here's where, when I shared this on social media, I just shared on a story that the one story I shared and I got a lot of feedback of like, oh yes, me too. I didn't know there was a word for this. And, um, lots of stories that were similar to mine and to yours of being this little child and really believing the things that we hear at church, but then taking it to another level of, you know, not necessarily, I am not in any way blaming religion for the way that my brain works, my brain, this is really how my brain works, where I learned something that is good for me. It's good for me to be a good person. I just took it to another level. And so please listen to that. (laughs) There is no, um, there's no blame there in that, but But, I, but, but, but Ashlyn, but, but Ashlyn, I do got to say, while you're saying that, I do think there's a little bit and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole a little a little too far, but I do think religion can get out of hand with prescribing those those beliefs and 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 not having enough grace and enough acceptance and enough it, it's and so I do think there's some culpability there. Um, however, like you said, it's the way our brains have taken it and interpreted it and 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 turned it into this thing. Um, but I'd say it's both. Yes. I, and yes, you're right. It's a mix. So I talked to a friend of ours who, um, when I shared this, she said, Oh yeah, that was our son, our oldest son. We realized cause they knew what scrupulosity was. They understood they had the name for it and they recognized it in his behaviors. And so they started working through it with him. And I look back and I think, okay, how many, 
noticed in me when I was young or in you when you were young and just thought what I was told of you're so judgmental and, you know, I think I'm better than everyone else. It comes off as a really negative, um, I think, trait when in reality, I really was just trying to be good. But, but Ashlyn, the voices to me weren't, hey, like, let that go. Like, it's okay. Like, you're mm -hmm. going to make some mistakes. You're gonna... the, the voices and messages to me were, you being very focused on this is, is the right thing to do. Mm. Like, good, like, be righteous, be righteous, be righteous. Um, which, which then fed... <laughs> Yes, we heard different messages. <laughs> See, I was shamed for for being a good. prude for being yes. overly good. Yes. Oh, yeah. I have so many labels that I took on and was like, I am those things because I I would, you know, you take a label and then you're like, okay, that is who I am. And yeah. so I still try to be good and I'm still a good person, but I definitely got rid of that narrative of I wonder if, if I'm there's good, a I get blessings. I wonder if there's a gender thing there. I don't know. Like a, a girl who's trying to be really good and righteous and is kind of judged is like, oh, you prude, you, ah. you fun police, you this. Yes. But a, a guy doing it's like, wow, what a valiant. For you. Yeah. What a valiant young man. Ooh, <laughs> do some research on that. I yeah, want to that, know. That's interesting. Yeah. That is. Okay. So Brennan, when you felt these things, were you concerned with, I had a deep fear of uh, judgment like judgment of yeah. God. So yeah. I would hear, you know, the degrees of glory. I would think of when I would see God, you know, I die and I was keeping the list too. Like he's going to, he's going to bring this up and this up and th you know, all these things. And when I look back now, I think, holy crap, I was doing nothing. Like the things that I was doing as a kid were not bad. So mild. Yes. Nothing. Um, it really, Ashlyn, it was, it was very much centered around morality. So the moral judgment of what I was mm. doing and what I wasn't doing, um, that there was this, there was this thing out there watching whether or not I'm good or bad or whatever. Mm -hmm. And this is going to sound, I don't know if many people understand this, but my way out of it was to let go of morality, let go, actually let go of good and bad and to start to look more at consequence of what I do. Um, why do I choose to do this? Why do I not choose to do that? Well, do I want that consequence in my life? Um, I'm not not doing it because of some morality thing saying God's going to love you if, if you if you don't do that thing. Rather, I'm not doing it because it feels right for me not to do that and I don't want that consequence in my life. Okay, um, I love that. So consequence and feeling, it sounds like. So oh, yeah. checking in yes. and seeing how you're feeling. My gut feel. Either one. Yeah. I love that. Um, the way I started to shift is actually because of you. And I've never mm. told you that, but it's the idea of separating beliefs from values. And uh -huh. when I really started to dig into what are my values so that I could create boundaries and realize why I was holding all these resentments and hurts, I realized that a lot of the beliefs that I had been taught yeah, they still did fit a lot of my values, but I could start teaching my children. Hey, this is why I'm not a big supporter of pornography, not because a religion told you to not watch it and to look away, but because right. this is what the consequences are. These are some of the values that we hold as a family. 
And so with uh, or without religion, I can still have very strong core values. Oh, I love that. Your values are, are more innate. They're more, they're, they're more tied to your intuition. Our belief systems are, are more prescribed. And sometimes our belief systems really support us in our values. They really help us live our values. And sometimes they have nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're just there and they're creating all kinds of chaos and whatever. And I think it's really, really healthy to stop and challenge your belief systems and look at them and say, why? Why do I have this? Where is this coming from? Is this serving me? Is it not serving me? Oh my gosh. Yes. Brennan, you know, I have done some kind of, I would think most people would think ridiculous uh, reprocessing therapies because uh -huh. I really, it's part of that OCD tendency in me, that scrupulosity that I really felt the need that if I, I don't, I grew up with a house, like an entire fridge full of soda. I don't like soda. Okay. But mm -hmm. when people around me drink soda, they feel guilty because I don't drink soda, but I'm like, I, I actually don't care. I, my parents have drank it their whole lives, all these things, but for some, there was some energy or some things that I would, sometimes I really would say something just more, uh, criticism of someone who's drinking soda mm -hmm. that, that was like this weird, okay, well, I'm going to go do therapy on it because why do I think that's bad? Is caffeine bad? Right. Right. Is it? What, what do I believe? here and it got ridiculous and it was like what the heck am i doing um so yeah my kids drink caffeine sometimes and they're kids oh my gosh ashlyn <laughs> oh my goodness no <laughs> look at oh, us laughing look at us laughing right it's, it's like it's ridiculous on. But yeah. I did grow up in a house like we had soda but I was not allowed to drink caffeine I didn't even like soda but because of that, like you're not allowed, it was like, that is really bad. It's well, real bad. <laughs> yeah. And we won't get too far into this, but there's, there's some funny, like BYU ish kind of dating things where oh, the, no. you know, se sexually they'll push a line, but it's like, nope, I didn't break, I didn't break a commandment. So I'm good. We were but, naked, but <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you heard of gazing? No. Gazing, gazing is where you get on different sides of the room and you get naked and you gaze at each other. So <laughs> you're not doing anything immoral, right? Because you're not touching any anyways. Oh, the, but why, why am I bringing this up? The yeah, point why is, are we? <laughs> <laughs> the point is about the scrupulosity. It's like we get caught up in, in all these things. And the reality is, is, is what's in our heart is what matters. Mm. Um, it's not about you know, whether this particular little line that we crossed or not, where, where is our heart? What's it, like, are, are we at peace? Do we, do we feel connection to other people? Can we create love in our lives? Um, and if that's the case, then you're probably making a lot of good decisions. Right? I love that. And it always is. It comes back to who we are, our integrity and why we're doing things, because guess what? not that I was a bad person when I was doing things for the wrong reasons, you know, doing it. So I didn't get in trouble or out of fear, right. but my heart was not in the right place. You I weren't was, creating peace. No, I was in fear. And I feel like now as I've moved away from that and clearly there's still a little bits and pieces there because I saw a policeman and was scared, but, um, <laughs> the ability to, to see that I am good and I can connect with God at any time. 
Yeah. And that I yeah. don't have to do this prescribed thing that I was taught. And I mean, as simple as um, prayer for me, prayer has always been a very strong thing for me and is for my relationship with God. But I've always prayed in very different ways that were not taught at church. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't kneel and I wouldn't, you know, I hear all these stories of, I saw my parents kneeling at their bed and it was such a beautiful testimony of, but, and I was like, I'm a horrible mom. Cause I don't do that. But guess what? Right. I pray like all day long. I'm talking, I'm having a conversation. And to me, my heart's at it and it always yes. has been, but I did have a lot of that guilt and shame that I wasn't doing it right. Yep. And so yep. letting yep. go of that, it was like, Oh, it's, yep. it's good. I, I, you know, when, when I let go of it, it it's funny because one of my big fears was if I let go of this shame and this fear that's driving my righteousness, then I'm going to like be separated from God. I'm not God's not going to be as happy with me. And the fact of the matter is, is the opposite happened. Mm -hmm. When I let go of this really strong morality and rigid thinking and righteousness, all of a sudden, like God was everywhere and a way more connected to me and way more peace and, and, uh, you know, and, and so, yeah, it's, I think it can be scary to, to break down these beliefs and to surrender. You know, the, the word worthy to me, Ashlyn, is a triggering word. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when, when are you worthy of God's love? All the time, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, uh, but do, 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 but I wasn't taught that. <laughs> yeah, did we really know that growing up? No, you know. No, and, because and, I was taught if you sin, you lose that ability to connect to God. Right. So you're, you're, you have to work toward your worthiness. Yeah. And, and we interpret that worthiness for God's love, for, for, to be close to God, to feel connection. I actually believe that when we struggle, when we make mistakes, God is closer than ever. Yeah. And we're always worthy and we're always loved and all those things are always there. And, and if you believe that, then it changes this whole narrative in our minds about proving ourselves and all, all of these things. Yes, I agree. I agree. Okay. Brandon, any last thoughts on, okay, I'm listening to this and going, uh, this is how I live my life. Now what we gave them how we both did it. Is there any other thoughts? If there's anyone listening who um, like, you're like, oh my gosh, this is me. Um, you might be getting a little defensive. You might be like, no, like it's right. Like what I'm doing is good. And I'm going to keep doing that. Um, I hope we're creating an existential crisis for you. Um, <laughs> oh no, please no. Because I hope we are because I, I hope that you can challenge those things that are causing suffering in your life and, and find real peace and, and real happiness and connection to God. And, and, and God does not give us fear. And so if, if what you do is fear-based, then I would look at that hard and really look at this scrupulous thinking. Thank you for that. And uh, I'm just going to say, I'm sorry if it does cause you to think deep and question things. <laughs> Ashton's oh. apologizing and I'm like, do it, like do jump it. into the crisis. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. My life is a lot happier. However, it is deeply hard. It is hard. So, yeah. Um, thank you, Brandon. I really I, enjoyed this. I, I got to give you one last thought. 
I was oh. listening to a podcast this week and he said, when somebody has this kind of crisis, then it's scary because when somebody is just given what to do, what mm -hmm. truth is, and it's, it's given to them. And when, when you all of a sudden don't live that way anymore, now you're held accountable. You're, you're accountable for what you're choosing and what you're believing. And so that can be scary. And, but it's better to live on that, in that vulnerability than it is mm -hmm. to live in that pre-prescribed shame machine. So shame machine. Dang it. Yep. I lived in the shame machine and I didn't even know it. <laughs> Me too. Oh, okay. Brandon, you're awesome. Thank you. And if you are like us, welcome to the club. Um, you can get out of it. It's an easy club to, to just say, let go of the shame. Yep. <laughs> yep, All right. That was not let go of your religion. I did not say that just so you okay. <laughs> let go of the shame. Shame. You can still be religious. Okay. Thanks for being here with me today. Whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.